that are my co-hosts. And it's on, uh, it'll be on, a new episode will be up this week, I believe, on Thursday afternoon or Friday afternoon um, for all you podcast listeners. So Amon Green's Gamers Lounge, check us out on on iHeartRadio. Look at that. The guy's got experience everywhere. I mean, he, he was doing local, he was doing news, he was doing the sports in Green Bay, post-game stuff. Uh, doing the gamer stuff, the D one, the gym business, training and all uh, potential collegiate pro athletes. Man, again, the the guy's resume is fantastic. Appreciate you, my man, and we'll be in touch very very soon. Appreciate the time. And I always appreciate you, TC. Talk to you later. Thanks, brother. All right, Amon Green, old number thirty there for the Green Bay Packers. One of your personal favorites, Frank. I know. Would have been nice to have that information about that sideline conversation with in-game wagering. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. I'm not only going to call an interception, I'm going to tell you who's going to do it. (laughs) Outstanding. (laughs) All right, we come back. TJ Reeves will join us from Tampa Bay. We talk Brady. We talk the Bucks, and a whole lot more coming your way. It is the T.C. Martin Show on a terrible Tuesday. Get back on track. The only thing that matters is a win. That's it. However, whatever, whatever it takes. Let's go, man. Let's win on three. One, two, three. Win. Live. 319. 319. In the entertainment capital of the world. Vikings blitz. Manning got it off the rear deep throw. And maybe that's why they don't do it. Intercepted by Xavier Rhodes. It's the T.C. Martin Show. They're not used to this damn heat. They're over there trying to set up damn pits over there on the sideline. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Okay, I ain't going to worry about you no more. 300 yards, four touchdowns. It's so sweet when you walk off the field knowing you gave everything you got. Team win tonight. The doctor is now in. Number two, T.C. Martin Show along with Ballpark Frank, making it happen for you on this terrible Tuesday edition. Don't forget, get on over to one of the William Hill Sportsbooks, preferably the Cosmopolitan or anywhere for that matter, and get the William Hill mobile app, especially it's playoff time, NBA, college basketball. The in-game wagering is fantastic. You got to get it and get some free money in your account. How do you do that? Use the promo code TC50 when you sign up for the first time. That's right. Download the app on your phone. Get over to one of the William Hill Sportsbooks. They're all over Las Vegas and, of course, the great state of Nevada. Use the promo code TC50. You deposit at least $50 in your account. They'll match it with an additional $50. So easy to use. Do it. Playoff time right here. Promo code TC50, William Hill Sportsbook, the mobile app. Fantastic. I want to thank Amon Green for joining us. Who would have known, Frank, about uh, doing... Amon doing all of the the gaming and now basically being a head coach, and we're hearing more and more about this. We talked you know, about the Johnny football, Johnny Manziel doing this this thing kind of with the eSports and the 7-on-7 seven seven league, and it's not the same. It's totally different. But, yeah, scholarships are available out there, and here's a, a former four-time pro bowler who is the head coach at a college in the eSports division. And, and, and think about that if you're a kid. It's like, wow, I'm... I'm and people don't realize that. And I remember back in the day, this guy was a fanatic gamer. It was a crazy gamer. And people also knew him for his love of Batman, too. I mean, he has the Batman tattoo, knows every Batman episode, the movies, everything. 
Uh, this guy is just uh, so in tune to that and always was a gamer. So this makes perfect sense to me. Well, the next time I got to ask him who his favorite Catwoman was, yeah. he was the Batman. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, but it, it's also interesting too because how we've talked about how horrible 2020 was with the COVID and all these kids that can't play sports. He might be the coach of the one thing out there that you can get a scholarship for these days that's actually grown even more because of the pandemic and everything with everybody being in the house. Still play games. I know gamers are doing well. Remember, I watched all that Korean baseball. Yeah. The Dinos, uh, you know, that was a gaming company that they That's had right. there. Yeah. They, they were the one team in the league that was going to make money regardless of what happened. So, uh, you know, gaming is very big. And like I say, when I see it on TV and that, I still don't get it. But I know I'm not their demographic. But you see these teams, and these guys are like rock stars. Rock stars when they go on tour, and they have the they sell out arenas. And like he said, they're playing for millions of dollars now. <laughs> I know. And we, well, you see the arena that they have here at the Luxor with the signage outside and everything, and they come from all over the world. I, I've to been participate. In, I've been in there when they when they had the NHL championships the first year. We went there down there, actually did a remote out right. of there for the first one. There was guys from like I think it was the Czech Republic, from Yugoslavia, from Russia, and from the United States. And it's a worldwide event. And, and again, you have this guy from and when he was saying it, he's recruiting a kid out of South Africa. <laughs> Boy, that might be a culture shock from South Africa to Wisconsin, but right. we'll see how that works out <laughs> right. for him. Totally, totally. <laughs> All right. I'm not in South Africa anymore. All right. <laughs> Good stuff. That interview with Amon Green will be up on the website a little bit later. All right. Uh, coming up here today, yes, Terrible Tuesday. So we'll get here with our Terrible Tuesday takes coming up next segment as well, too. But right now, we've got to bring in our good friend from Tampa, where the sun is definitely shining, our good friend TJ Reeves, the Buck Sideline reporter, uh, and the, uh, as Apollo Creed uh, once called himself, the master of disaster and everything else. What is going on, my man? <laughs> the king of sting. What else yes. did Apollo Creed roll off the tongue? Uh I don't even know, but that's a tough act to follow there with him. I remember him playing with like the Batman logos on like his wristbands and yes. that stuff and on his tape, yeah. on his on his wrists and stuff. Uh, he always had trouble running, though, against the Warren Sapp, Derek Brooks Buccaneers back in the late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> he ran well against a lot of other people, but the Bucks seemed to uh, contain him, and, and obviously he was part of a lot of Packers success. I'm just glad on a terrible Tuesday that I get to be on the T.C. Martin show talking about Buccaneers and playoffs in the same sentence because that has not been uttered uh, for the last 13 years, my friend. So I'm I'm thrilled to be here on a terrible Tuesday. Yeah, and and obviously we got to get your take on this because uh, we, we we know that you're busy. You're getting ready. You got playoff time, first time since 2007. Like you said, 13 years. It, you got to be going crazy right now, my friend. I mean, get, my get, twins were not alive the last time this happened. They are 12 years old. They are 12 and a half years old, and they were not on the planet the last time the Bucks played in the postseason. So yes, the area is fired up. Uh, right now to have this, even though the game is obviously going to be in Washington and the uh, and the football team, don't call them the Redskins anymore, announced there will not be fans there. The interesting thing is, of course, the Super Bowl will eventually be played here at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, but if the Buccaneers could somehow figure out to get into a playoff game, they would have fans at a playoff game where very few of these games that you're going to see starting this weekend are going to have anybody there. I know the Bills successfully petitioned that they got about 6,000 that are going to be there. The Saints had 3,000, I think, for the Chiefs game. They're going to be allowed like 3,000 or 5,000 in the Superdome, as crazy as that seems and sounds. And other than that, 
like Seattle, nobody there. Uh, on and on down the list, I think Tennessee's going to have some. It's just very weird in 2020 uh, with what's going to unfold. But take what you can get right now. You're going to have NFL postseason football. We'll take it, guys. Okay, let me ask you something, man. All right, so I know – do you have your Tampa Bay Buccaneers hat on? You have Tampa Bay Bucks Not currently, shirt? no. You I don't. had That's it good. on today, but for the interview, okay. I figured we're not on video. I did not need okay, to, have to put the hat on to talk to you no, on the phone. No, 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 Is no. Is that no, what no. you're asking well, me I was going to ask you to take it off because because right now, I don't want to say I'm going to burst your bubble or whatever because, again, when when you see T.J. Reeves, even though he's doing radio with the Tampa Bay Bucks, he's always posting stuff, and he's and he's got his his gear on, you know, whatever it is. Correct. The, you've yes. got the gear. So I'm going to tell you, and you're, you're a company guy. I get that. But I'm going to ask you if you had it on, to take off your gear right now. Not that I want mm-hmm. to see you naked, okay? I, we don't want to see that. But my point <laughs> of the matter How is... How did we escalate to this point? This yeah, will you please get to the point already? I, I, well, <laughs> I want him to be objective, okay? okay. That's where I'm right. going. I want to be objective because this team has won four in a row, okay? But... To be fair here, they haven't played the toughest opposition. As a matter of fact, you didn't beat any top-tier teams except one. We'll give you the Green Bay Packers. You beat them down 38-10. to 10. Destroyed I'm, them. You destroyed yeah. them. There's no Use question the about it. Verb. If, destroyed them 38-10. If, to 10. Even though Tom Brady you, didn't fell behind, you fell behind, it's great. Yes. But as a matter of fact, outside of the Packers, you haven't beat a team with a winning record all year. Not one team outside of the Packers. So let me ask you, my friend. Why should I or anyone believe in this team going forward? Okay. All right. So that's a fair question. That is a fair point. And, a, and obviously the four-game win streak. How about the B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S, Go Bucks have yeah. never, Against ever, even nobody. The likes of Atlanta twice and Detroit and some other ham and right, right. Go ahead. Well, right. But the Bucks have never won four games in a row to end any season including the Super Bowl year with Gruden and uh, Sapp and Allstott and all those guys. They didn't win four in a row to end the regular season that year either. So there is momentum. Momentum is one thing that's here. Now let me help you connect a couple of dots because you seem to be having a little bit of trouble. Your concern is the Bucks' level of competition the last four games. Let me take a look. The Washington football team who crawled on their hands and knees across the finish line figuratively – by beating the Eagles, who laid down in the fourth quarter of the game to make sure they could give it away for their robust seventh win of the season. We're not talking I about submit, them. We're gonna... I, well, but I submit that if we're talking about this one-game scenario, how is this any different than the Lions, the Falcons, and the Vikings no, that they've been point. playing? I'm talking about – okay, team. listen, but Tom Brady didn't come there to squeeze in the playoff as, as a five seed. He didn't come there to beat the Washington football club that's seven and nine. You know, yep. He didn't come there for that. He came to win a Super Bowl or at least sure. win the NFC. That's what but I'm it, saying. So I'm looking beyond this. You You're an eight-point favorite, weekend. my friend. You better drill right? press this team. What 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 can you control this weekend? There's okay. one thing you can control. I'm just asking why should we buy the team. Buccaneers? Big picture here. That's why I'm asking you. Well, I'm I'm only worried about right now this weekend. <laughs> Again, I I am I am objectively looking at you are in the postseason. I'm throwing you my penalty flag right now. It's white and it's not yellow though. Maybe it's Canadian. All right, go ahead. Yeah, but in any event, uh, you're, you're only looking to win this game and then see what's next, and you're playing with confidence. And I, I'm only worried about seeing what they do in game number one and going from there. In fact, I have breaking news. Oh, breaking you, news. You Here we go. Like it when we, have, we have the breaking news sounder from Nunchuck. 
Do you realize, my friend, while you're quoting that seven-and-a-half or eight-point line where the Buccaneers are a road favorite, that never, never, ever, ever in their history have they ever been a road playoff favorite Ever, not once. Much of course less, not. They've always stunk. Much less by eight points. <laughs> so it gives you an idea of what the odds makers out there, where you are, think of their chances here. And I, I will say this, with the exception of that awful game with the Saints, which you can basically look at as an aberration, where they couldn't move the ball and couldn't score, this team has scored on everybody they played, even in defeat, even against the Chiefs. They were in the game with the Rams on Monday Night Football. They put 24, 27 points up in both the Chiefs and the Rams games. They they scored earlier in the year in the loss in the opening week to the Saints. They had 24 points in that game. To beat this team, you're going to have to score 27, 28, 31, something like that to beat them. I don't think the Bucks are going to have any trouble scoring on anybody that they play, especially in the NFC playoffs. Even in a rematch with the Saints, I think they'll be fine on being able to score some. So, I have a lot of confidence, and uh, and obviously the odds makers have a lot of confidence in them for this weekend to make them that large of a road favorite. Why do I already have a feeling of deja vu looking ahead to next week when next week when TC tells you, well, you beat Washington, but you're still only beating one team with a winning record because Washington <laughs> right. won't be one of those teams. That's true. Just into the newsroom, too cold. They can't change that this week by playing seven and nine Washington. It once again is a team without a winning record. You can only play the team that's in front of, of you. And that's, how, and that's how it happens for this week, and then we'll see what happens. But I will say this, Tom Brady was brought here to win the most important games, and they just won four of them. And now in January, this is, this is why the guy's a Hall of Famer over and over and over again with the weapons that he has. Look out. That's what I will say objectively. Look out with him with okay. the weapons that he has. I'm with you with that. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about the matchup itself. Washington has a darn good defense. You can talk about their 7-9 and nine record here, but they have a top-ranked defense. Do you think that, the, that Brady and this offense, because we've seen them struggle at time and not really put four quarters together, we've talked about that before too, is there any fear about this Washington defense? And tell me why this matchup is beneficial to the Bucs. The most concern is the pass rush and Chase Young being able to get pressure without them having to really even blitz. And, but again, you've got to be careful here for anybody that's thinking to go with the, the Washington football team and take the points, et cetera. This is a team that lost about five or six weeks ago to the Lions right before Matt Patricia got fired. They also lost at home to Seattle. They also lost at home. Granted, Dwayne Haskins was playing to Carolina. So it's not, it's not as if this is a D. De- I mean, and it, that's a defense that in all three of those games gave up yards, gave up points. So, uh, again, Brady, Brady has been surgical with the weapons the Bucks have. If they can't get pressure on him without blitzing, they're in big trouble. They're in big trouble early in this game. In each of the last two games, the Bucks have taken the ball on the opening kick, on the opening coin toss, drove right down the field and gotten a touchdown, and have been up by double figures in the first six, seven minutes of the game both times. That could easily happen Saturday night again, where they jump all over Washington and get a couple of quick scores on them, and then we'll see what happens from there. Is there any concern about Washington with uh, the talk that maybe there might be rotating quarterbacks because of the injury to Smith and that, or is that just something that's completely advantageous for the Buccaneers? Oh, I think it's uh, Frank. I mean, please, if you're asking Todd Bowles, do I do I want Taylor Hineke playing in a playoff <laughs> game? I absolutely want Taylor Hineke playing in a playoff game. 
And Alex Smith, Alex Smith has some playoff experience. Remember back with the 49ers a few years ago, and what a phenomenal story. We're, not, we're going to be serious now for a minute. What a phenomenal story that he could have lost his leg with all the surgeries, the infection, all the problems he has, and now he's going to get to play in a playoff game. Uh, but, I mean, clearly he's limited on what he can do anyway right now, even healthy with throwing a deep ball or throwing the ball down the field. So this is advantage in a lot of ways uh, to the Buccaneers. Give the Redskins credit. Again, in the stumbling, bumbling East, they were the ones that stumbled and bumbled the least to be able to get to a seventh win at the very end. But uh, it would not surprise me if they get boat raced Saturday night, if the Bucks do not blow them out. It would not surprise me just because of the firepower of this offense. And if Washington gets behind, I don't think they can keep up. They've, they've won by keeping games low-scoring with their defense. It's the same way they beat Pittsburgh. It's the same way they won that game um, against the uh, 49ers out in Arizona in that bizarre circumstance where the 49ers were having to play a game out in Arizona. So if, they, if they're going to get it done, they get it done because they win like 16-13, to 13, and I just don't see that Saturday night. All right, T.J. Reeves joins us, the Bucks sideline reporter in Tampa as the Buccaneers get ready to go on the road to play Washington, the 7-9 and nine Washington football team where the Bucks are an eight-point choice. Unbelievable. All right, so you, let's uh, move off of that game. Let's look at the rest of the weekend. Uh, what, do you, what are your eyes seeing? When you, you, know, you like to look at these lines here, my friend. Anything uh, trick your trigger there? The only other one that intrigues me, and what is the latest, because I've been doing a couple of other things here for the last couple of hours, is there any word on Jared Goff and whether he practiced today with the broken thumb? Because, again, they got to play Saturday, so they had to designate today. Did he practice? Can he practice? If he can play, and what is that? That line was like four or five, right, for the Rams in Seattle. I like them as a possible upset winner in Seattle if Jared Goff is playing. Now, if, they, if they've got the CFL quarterback uh, that was, <laughs> was in there last week, uh, if he's in there, that could be – could be tra- or no, it's, uh, it's the Alliance of American Football quarterback uh, that they have, uh, Walford. John Walford yeah. is his name, the quarterback last week. If it's Goff in Seattle, I think the Rams have a real chance. They were in the game that they lost – uh, to Seattle a couple of weeks ago until he suffered the fractured thumb. But I, I just I don't know if I can go with that if he has the broken thumb as well as, as L.A.'s defense has played. I may have to go Russell Wilson in that game without Jared Goff playing for the Rams. So that's the big question mark. That's the one that I would look the strongest at. All right, so Goff did not practice today. However, they're saying game-time decision. They're, they're not going to they're gonna keep this close to the vest. Uh, from a betting perspective, the line went from five, moved down to four. So the Rams actually are getting money because people believe that Goff is going to play. But I'm telling you, I'm not, ex- I'm not sure how much you want Goff to play if you're going to back the Rams. Number one, he's Jared Goff. Let's remember that, okay? Let's re- because you're talking to the guy that got Goffed at least eight times this season, okay? So let's remember that. And I think I might want to take Wofford, okay? I might, just like I'd be taking Wofford against Duke plus 45 and a half. I want that Wofford. Can I have that Wofford? Or I got the well, other Wofford who's, who played point, semi-decent last point. week. Yes. So the, the, uh, the fact of no fans there, and I don't know, TC, if you and Frank have ever been to Seattle, 
that that is incredibly loud. That is the loudest outdoor stadium I think in North America with those fans. Yes. It, it is it is every bit as loud as the indoor Superdome or any other dome stadium. Uh, and so the fact that they have no one there for a playoff game when that that twelfth man for them has been such an advantage. Uh, that's advantage Rams. It's going to be the same way for the Bears uh, playing in that Sunday afternoon game in the Superdome. I mean they are usually lathered up, let's say, oiled up by by about noon for a Saints home game and a home playoff game, and there's not going to be anybody there virtually. I mean, there's going to be three or 4,000 people there. So that's, that's big advantages in those two settings for both the Rams and for the Bears. I'm, I, I'm not as big on Chicago being able to hang with the Saints because, again, nothing phases this team. They, they had to play without Drew Brees at quarterback and Taysom Hill Uh, commanded the offense fine. They adjusted some things. They were fine. Last week they had no running backs. It didn't matter. They blew Carolina out at Carolina in the first half without a running back, really. So uh, if I'm Chicago, you're going to have problems anyway. At least it's to your benefit that the noise won't be as big a factor, the momentum, the the Saints feeding off the noise. The same thing with the Seahawks. That, That defense feeds off that crowd, and it's not there for the Seattle Rams game. So it sounds like you think that the Rams have a chance to pull the outright upset. Do you see any other upsets maybe coming this weekend, or or do you think it's going to be kind of favorite heavy? Because uh, we know that certainly, especially in this year, anything can happen, and we do have those expanded playoffs. So like teams like the Bears and that are getting a shot at a playoff game that uh, you know any other season they wouldn't even be in the playoffs right now. I, I would have said Cleveland against the Steelers, but only the Browns in making the playoffs for the first time in 18 years would have a COVID situation now where their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, can't be there under the guidelines and under the rules. And there's at least two players that are going to keep testing here. It may be more that can't play in the game in Pittsburgh. So I'm not as bully on the, on the Browns to be able to pull an upset. I'm fascinated to see what Buffalo can do. A lot, and I know they're at home and they're favored and they're a two seed. I think Buffalo and Kansas City is an amazing game if you can get to that in the AFC Championship game. Who knows if both of them get there or if only one of them gets there or what happens. So I'm curious, can Josh Allen take the next steps in the postseason with Buffalo? And, uh, and we will see. I'm just, I'm just glad, again, that we are in the playoff conversation in Tampa Bay because, as you know, my friend, you've been talking to me all throughout 2020 as it came to a close this was the epicenter of postseason with the Lightning winning the Hockey Stanley Cup, the Rays in the Baseball World Series. Now we're three for three. We got Brady and the Bucks in the football postseason. We don't know what to do. We don't know what to do down here. This is true. And just so you know, back to Cleveland, you know, this line opened three and a half Pittsburgh. Today it jumped up to six with the news about Ooh. Stefanski. So yeah, you got some uh, some definite line movement. All right, so he is TJ Reeves. He is uh, getting ready for the Bucks. And Washington coming up on Saturday night. My friend, uh, do you want to tell everyone what you're on the verge of doing here within the next hour, hour and a half or so? Because I know it's, it's a little bit more than just preparing for the Bucks and getting game notes together. Well, I have two things going. I don't yeah. even know if you know are, both of these. Are you? So are, this are, is, drive-thru? This are we going to a drive-thru? This is. Check this out. This is how popular the Buccaneers have gotten right now. The Spanish broadcasters, who are friends of mine, Carlos Borges and the former Buccaneer kicker Martin Gramatica, Automatica Gramatica. They call the games in Spanish down here for Buccaneers radio. They have a following. So they have a Tuesday night show they do, and I am a, I am a guest on the show 
se habla espanol. So they will be speaking Spanish part of the time and translating me. That's how fired up they are for this Buccaneer game coming in, uh, in four more days now on Saturday night. So I will be part of their show coming up in a little while. And then I need some quick advice. I know you got to go on a terrible Tuesday. Yeah. I don't want to be terrible in this playoff fantasy football draft that I'm about to do. So essentially you're drafting players. Uh, there are no ads. There are no drops. You got to be good in the draft. You got to have quarterbacks. You got to have running backs. You got to have receivers and they got to last a long time. So you guys give me a, give me a running back or a receiver. Everybody knows to take Mahomes or take Brady, take the quarterbacks, take Breeze, take Josh Allen, take all the quarterbacks. But give me a postseason running back or receiver, one or both of you. Give me a name because I'm going to have to do this draft in about 90 minutes where we're drafting postseason players. Okay. Who's going to last like three or four playoff games and score a bunch of points for me? Because, again, again, you don't play head-to-head. It's just total points. What do you guys all, think? All right, so let me ask you this. First of all, where do you know where you're drafting right now? Do you I'm know drafting six out of an eight-person thing. I'm drafting six, so then I come back like four points, four picks later, and pick like 10th, I think, or, or 11th, you're something dra- like you're that. Drafting so like is, six and 11. You're drafting six. Okay, I got you. All right, here we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, with the sixth pick of the <laughs> Tampa Rudy Poo Romper Room playoff draft, T.J. Reeves, whatever his, uh, you know. Usually my handles in these leagues are named after the twins, Riley and Abby. I call it the Riley Abby Trust Fund in this case. The Riley Abby Abby Trust Fund. There he goes. The the Riley Abby Trust Fund. Select John Wofford from Wake Forest. (laughs) Let's hear the crowd. The crowd's going crazy. Listen to this. He's picked Wofford. What has he done? He's picked Wofford from Wake Forest. What are you doing, T.J. Reeves? I thought you were going to give me something better than that, like take Taysom Hill, like, uh, you know, some no, other I'm not giving you that. Stephon I'm just telling you that's what the commissioner the just said. I didn't give you yeah. that. The commissioner gave you that. That wasn't me. John Walford, please. <laughs> I don't think I will be selecting him coming up in about 90 minutes. Uh, Frank, you got somebody for me? Because uh, I, I, I got I to gotta have guys that are going to play like two or three games to score a bunch of points. Do you have a receiver or a running back? that I, I, Stephon Diggs is a name that I keep coming back to as a guy to watch out for uh, as a running back or a receiver that could play several games. I like that name. Derek Henry, obviously, everybody's going to try to take him. Yeah. So these, these are the guys you have to project. T.C. Martin, you got to look into the future. Okay. Who's going to play two or three games for you and pile up a bunch I, of points? I've got, you, I've got you a great guy. Uh, you, it could be considered a reach at six, but if you're coming back at 11, I think you can get him. You want Aaron Jones. From the, from the Packers. You right. got that right. All right. That's what you want. Yeah. he's that's, right. that's who you want. Yeah, and what would scare me about a guy like Henry or something like that is, like you said, he might only be in there for one game or whatever. So you want to take a team that you think is going to last a while. And I know they don't play the first week, but a guy like Travis Kelsey, obviously, you know, I mean, he, yep. you know, he, he'd be a big guy. And, and everybody's looking at Rodgers and, and Mahomes and, you know, Adams and that. I mean, you know, maybe Kelsey but could keep in slip mind, all the way down there. If you're picking, and this is the fun right. thing about the way these playoff leagues work, if you're picking Mahomes or Rodgers, they don't play this week, and if they somehow get beat in the first game, you only got them for one game. So oh, it's yeah. very yeah, that, that's it's you're really happy to take one of those guys in the first round. We'll see if somebody does. And, though, and that's what I was going to ask tonight. you. What is the strategy here? Not, I'm not looking at those guys getting knocked off in the first round, but say you know, you've know you got to play this week and you don't have Mahomes, you don't have, have Rodgers – 
traditionally those those guys would go immediately. So do you not pick those guys right away and say, okay, hope because you could draft Aaron Rodgers and you could be eliminated this week because you know your first round pick might not hit. Right, but then again, if they go all the way to the Super Bowl, you are going to get three right. games under, out of them. You know, but, but I there's mean, some strategy there. Oh, right? absolutely. You yeah. know, I mean, maybe on that because of that scenario, maybe Josh Allen's is a better pick than either That's one of right. those guys. I, I fully yes. believe. I fully believe before I pick six that Josh Allen and Tom Brady are both going to be gone because the belief will be that they play at least two games. They both win this weekend and they both play next weekend, so you're almost guaranteed two games. It's just fun on the playoff strategy. So I'm doing that fantasy draft, that Zoom, on a terrible Tuesday night here tonight, trying to pick some players. Uh, and it's, it's fascinating because, again, you can't – there are no ads and drops. We fill up all the rosters on the draft, and however long your guys stay alive, they score points, and it's a total aggregate thing at the end of the Super Bowl. It will come down – these leagues always do – it will come down to the second half of the Super Bowl on who's still got skill guys left, who's got the Super Bowl kicker left, who's got the Super Bowl defenses left. That's what it'll come down to probably to decide this thing. And so if, I think in number six, take a good hard look. I think Russell Wilson may be available for you Ooh, at six. Yes. I think he would be certainly available. Gonna, what about a Lamar Jackson? If you think Lamar's going to win a couple games, but uh, Russell Wilson's probably there in the second round too. It's a good point. We'll yeah. see. Right, but, but then again, you've already said that you think the Rams might win that game outright. So. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Agreed, but – uh, you know, that's where you put your betting conflict in, in with your conflict on your fantasy football right. draft, and you just stay conflicted for the rest of the postseason. And maybe people are down on Breeze a little bit. You take Breeze because you figure he could get to the final, at least the, the, the NFC Championship game against the Packers. Why not Breeze? I'm taking Alvin Kamara if he's there, there, you go. there probably you go. in the second round. I may take Taysom Hill as well because you can play him, obviously, at quarterback if need be, if something happens to Breeze. So, that's going to be another fascinating name. All right, hold on. I just, again, I'm looking forward to all of it and the Bucks being involved. Right. And we, we have one breakdown, one analysis before we let you go from these gentlemen right here. There you go, T.J. Reeves. <laughs> bueno. Muchas gracias. Those are your uh, guys. Carlos, They're waiting Carlos for you right loves, now. Carlos loves to yell, see, 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 Buccaneers. That's, that's one of his big uh, yell things that he has. So, again, I'm going to be on with those guys, and if I don't lose my marbles, I'm ready to do fantasy football postseason draft in 90 minutes. For yeah, I, 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 would, I would recommend not taking anybody from the Washington football team. <laughs> that will not be happening, my friend. Hey, uh, for, for a free Freddy's frozen custard and steak burger, a combo meal for you, my friend. If you could tell me what that was we just played, it was a very historic play. Do you know what that yeah, was? It was? I heard him say something about Packers. Oh, it was a Packers something, was very, it not? Very good, very good. I caught Packers, yes. and I, I'm thinking it's Aaron Rodgers breaking the touchdown record. Uh, or something for the Packers. Am I close? Nah, it was the Hail Mary to Jeff Janis. There you go. <laughs> That's what that was, my friend. There you go. I How mean, exactly do you say Hail Mary in Spanish? We must figure that out during the timeout. Uh, this is true. I, mean, I guess we can <laughs> go back. <laughs> I'd just rather hear Go, 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 go! I heard touchdown. Johnny's. 
He said touchdown, Giannis. I don't think he ever said Hail Mary in there. I don't think he ever said Hail Mary. He probably didn't. Santa Maria, touchdown. Uh, Might not call it a Hail Mary in Spanish. Well, hey, good good luck with your your Spanish boys. Good luck with the Twins. Uh, Good luck with your your draft tonight. Now I'm curious to see uh, who you end up uh, drafting. I will text updates to the T.C. Martin Show, and you can ridicule me tomorrow on how bad my roster is on this postseason uh, I may go with your Aaron Jones pick. We'll see. Well, you got to. Team. I mean, we'll we gave you some great suggestions there. There you go. And if we believe that the uh, Bears could could actually uh, win a win a game at least, or you know, we'd go with uh, Montgomery in the backfield. You know, in, in the fifth round. But probably can't do that. Well, you can probably not. Yeah. You, know, you want to take a wild card shot? I mean, you catch everybody off guard if they if they. That do could succeed. be your last pick, Montgomery, because he's going to play one game. So maybe your last pick, you pick a, a Montgomery because he could go for a hundred yards. You never know. Maybe we will find right, out, brother. my friend. All my right. friend, I'm just happy to be having playoff conversation with DTC Martin. And, and, and at least you know that Tom Brady's going to be focused on football because him and Giselle sold a couple of their properties, so they made like another sixty million dollars. <laughs> yeah, so yes. th- thank God that they finally have a very, little bit of cash very coming similar, in. Similar, <laughs> very similar to the TC Martin real estate deals. Another twenty-seven million or so in the bank on the sale. All I can tell you, TJ Reeves, market. I'm going to be on your Buccaneers this weekend, laying the eight, laying the one on a teaser i'll be all over like a hobo on a hot dog my friend so if they don't win they don't cover yes we're gonna have a, a major conversation next week do all not right. let me down and lose to these seven and nine ham and eggers okay and we've seen all it right. happen before with the seven and nine team specifically ron rivera's team at carolina they pulled off the upset do not be the butt of that joke the my last friend. two times an under 500 team played they actually won in the that's playoffs. what i'm saying do not but be the butt of that joke tj reeves this this team your Buccaneers team cannot do it because then right. the bringing Brady here, Gronk, all of this stuff, it's out the window. It's out the window. The right. season down the drain. You have spoken. I understand. <laughs> I, I get it. We'll see from your lips to the to the uh, TB12 goat's ears. Let's go get it done all in right. Washington and talk about a playoff win next and week. And Ronald Jones, get that finger ready and be, be ready to, to tote the ball and get over 100 yards, Ronald Jones. I could have used you last week in my fantasy championship game. But, no, he couldn't play. All right, brother. Be good. Enjoy. TC, always good to be with you. Go Bucks. There it is. Go Bucks. All right, we'll be rooting for him. Just keep on listening to that Rosetta Stone and get ready for that broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. TJ Reeves, our guy in Tampa. When we come back, terrible Tuesday takes. Who needs an enema when you can tune in to the doctor, TC Martin? Get on over to any of the William Hill Sportsbook properties. Get the mobile app. Get the promo code TC50. Use that. Real simple. Deposit $50 into a new account. They will match it with an additional $50. You got free money to play with. The NFL playoffs this weekend or whatever your heart desires, especially the in-game wagering. Great stuff. The William Hill Sportsbook mobile app. Get it on your phone. Download it. And then get over to the William Hill Sportsbooks, the Cosmopolitan, or any of the great William Hill locations, deposit 50, get another 50, use that promo code TC50. Bet on maybe a championship game Monday? (laughs) Don't say maybe. Don't say maybe. There better be a championship game Monday, all right? You Buckeyes, get COVID-free, do whatever you got to do. Chancellor over there, AD, Big Ten Commissioner, don't balk, don't run away. 
play the game. Well, I know there's a championship game tonight. Yes. Team USA and Canada are going at it in the World Junior Finals, and that has been a great tournament up to this point. You know what's even that's that is a great segue to this. Perfect. It's terrible Tuesday. That's terrible. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. That's a terrible idea. I want to know what the hell he's smoking. Something stinks in here. That's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible Tuesday. Things gone wrong in the sporting world. Yes, 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 yes. We ranted and raved about, well, not raved, but just talked about Doug Peterson and that pathetic move yesterday. Or yesterday. I'm so twisted. We talked about it yesterday. Let's let's try it again. <sighs> You're twisted, TC. I am twisted, TC. Removing Jalen Hurts, beginning of the fourth quarter. The final four drives, what do you do, Peterson? You insert Nate Sudfield, who hadn't thrown a pass in two years. The fourth and five decision when Hurts was in the game. It was his last series of the year for the Eagles, trailing 17-14 to 14 with 130 to go in the third quarter. Then they elect not to kick the field goal. It was just pathetic. It was pathetic. And now today we're hearing that players were not happy with the decision. Well, we knew that. Here's from running back Miles Sanders. If I'm being honest, nobody liked the decision. Nobody. That's all I can say. I don't know who was the main person behind that decision, but all I know is a lot of people on the team were confused. You know who it was? It was Doug Peterson saying that, all along, he wanted to get Nate Sudfield in the game. He wanted to look at them. Nobody does that, okay? Nobody does that for their team. We talked about it yesterday, and I'll say it again. You lose your locker room. I understand it's the offseason, but how can you come back to this team to come back to training camp next July knowing that our coach tanked? And I'm not a big believer of the tanking situation, but yes, he tanked. There's no question about it. Now, everyone was upset about this. The players were upset. I'm sure the fellow coaches were upset. The New York Giants were upset. And even Ron Rivera, the coach of Washington, was upset. So we'll play you some audio in this order of first Joe Judge and the Giants talking about what he thought about it because if the Eagles would have won that game and at least tried – It could have put the Giants into the playoffs instead of Washington. And then you're going to hear from Doug Peterson himself trying to explain why he did what he did. And then Ron Rivera being the recipient of all this. To disrespect the effort that everyone put forward to make this season a success for the National Football League, to disrespect the game by going out there and not competing for 60 minutes and doing everything you can to help those players win, we will never do that as long as I'm the head coach of the New York Giants. We were playing for our lives in a playoff game, you know, four, five, six weeks ago, uh, where every game mattered, and we failed even then. So, um, you know, I got to look at the whole thing, uh, do what's in the best interest, and uh, try to try to win a game um, any way possible. You play who's out there. I'm not going to apologize for winning. And apparently, that's what everybody wants me to do: is apologize for winning. I'm not going to. Because you play the game as it's set up, okay? Nobody complained when Pittsburgh did what they did last night against Cleveland. I mean, come on. This, this is just the way it is. Travesty joke. Chris Mortensen sent out a tweet that night. Chris Collinsworth was talking about it with Al Michaels during the broadcast. 
total joke, no defense whatsoever for Doug Peterson and the Eagles. Yeah, in fact, if you if you were watching the game or if you haven't seen it, with about 58 seconds left, Collinsworth actually said on the air during the broadcast, I couldn't do this. Basically saying they're throwing the game, they're blowing this. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was in an interview. He said he didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, he's getting a lot of flack for this. Maybe it did come from higher up. Maybe the front office, maybe the owner sent down word but he is the one that pulled them and now we're hearing reports out of philadelphia that literally some two defensive players they're not naming the players had to be held back from going after him on the sideline during the game i wish they would have let him go (laughs) although i do have to say this i'm not totally feeling sorry for the giants i mean you're six and ten right you know i mean oh we didn't get in the playoffs at six and ten well, maybe you should have won seven. Exactly, and I don't. This isn't about the Giants. This is about Doug Peterson. Absolutely. And I said that that you know you're talking about firing coaches. Again, they have underperformed. The decision making this clown has made. The two point conversions, when to go, when not. To, the the fourth down calls. All, no, you get rid of this guy. They they underperformed. Plain and simple. And again, you don't need to see Nate Sudfeld. You're not evaluating him. You signed Jalen Hurts. You, you got him out of the second round. You drafted him to be the quarterback of the future. You've already benched Carson Wentz. You need Jalen Hurts in there, and now you probably alienated him. You don't need to see Nate Sudfeld. It's garbage. That reasoning's garbage. It just makes me sick. Um, You know, another thing that uh, makes me sick is people that do drive-by shootings. Oh, no. And there's a jockey... Down in, uh, down in like the Louisiana area. He's been at Delta Downs and some other places. C.J. McMahon. He's actually won like a thousand races in his career. There are reports down in Louisiana that he drove up to a car at a red light and just opened fire on this guy, trying to kill him. A jockey. A jockey. A, a, a professional jockey. Uh, the police looked at videotape. The license plate and everything else, they do see him at this intersection. Apparently, there were some shots fired. They have not arrested him up to this point because they don't know. They can't prove that he was driving the car or whatever. But what the hell is going on when somebody's just pulling up at a light and just shooting at somebody? Right now, even the guy that was shot at, there's no indication of why it happened, what he would have been shooting at him for or whatever. I'm sure if he wasn't, there must have been some reason or maybe it was a mistaken identity, but... The hell is this world coming to? I think jockeys make pretty good money. Yeah, they, well, they have a decent a, life. If you've won yeah. a thousand races, right. what are you doing, man? And by the way, do you not know there's cameras everywhere? I don't even know how to comment on on the story. Uh, a, a jockey in a drive-by shooting that kind of says it all. It's not 2020 anymore, though. But uh, 2021. Too but it condi- was when he did the shooting. Oh, there it is. Back in December. <laughs> All right. (laughs) Boston University has put a policy in place that its basketball players for men and women's games have to wear masks while they play. Not only just them, but if the game is going to be on their campus, the opponent needs to do it as well, too. So they had a game at Holy Cross yesterday, and there's Boston University, the Terriers, by the way, wore their red jerseys, their red shorts, And, yes, they're donning their red masks as part of their uniform. Well, guess what? Holy Cross, they didn't wear masks. No, but if the game was at Boston University, then both teams would be required by personnel. But I'm not so so sure that they could enforce this. This is a disadvantage for the team that has to wear 
the mask here. So Holy Cross didn't, but Boston U, but okay. I know it's COVID, and I know I, I went on my rampage earlier about you know potentially postponing the Alabama-Ohio State game. I, I think it's ludicrous to even think about postponing. But what's more ludicrous is that we're wearing masks during play. That's not safe, okay? You're going up and down the floor. You should not have any athletic competition, specifically basketball or football, where you are required to wear a mask. That is insane. That's going to impair your breathing, everything else. I think it's it's ludicrous. Well, it might be ludicrous, but that might be the rules that Boston University is going by. By the way, Boston University did win that game, 83-76 against Holy Cross. So they did win that game. And I guess we've seen games postponed before. If you don't want to play them and you don't want to wear a mask, then maybe you just cancel the game like we've seen canceled for COVID and other reasons. This time it'd be weird because it'd be a cancellation because both teams are healthy, but one doesn't want to wear a mask. But remember, it wasn't that long ago during the NFL season when the entire state of Pennsylvania was talking about requiring mask at everything. And there was a chance that the Eagles and the Steelers would have to wear masks during football games. I remember that. Both of those teams shot that down. And it kind of went away, but I'm not completely surprised by this. I agree with you to be kind of hard, but you know what? If you go to a local gym on the treadmill or anything else, you have to wear a mask the entire time. A little you're bit in different. There. You're on a treadmill and, and going up and down the floor and playing. I mean, that's a little bit different. But if and both teams have to do it, is it really an advantage? I mean, maybe if you're practicing, well, with both it teams all the time. didn't have to do it yesterday. No, but they have to in the next game. These two teams play again when at Boston. They, when they play at Boston. Yeah, exactly. I believe that game's actually and, like tonight or but tomorrow. Every, but every time Boston goes on the road, Boston University goes on the road, then they're they still going to wear yeah. their mask on the road, but the other team won't have yeah, to. That's crazy. Now, this also in a related thought here. Why are basketball players required to spread out on the bench? We see it in the NBA. We see it uh, in we saw it in the WNBA as well too. In, in college basketball, they're required to spread out on the bench, not even be on a bench. You know, have individual chairs, rows of like three or whatever, social distancing. But in football, you don't see it. Football, everyone is jammed on the sideline, not wearing masks for the most part. Again, seems like a double standard to me here. Are you going to tell me, oh, one's outside, one's inside? Oh, no, that's not true because they don't do that uh, in indoor domes. You know, these NFL guys are right on top of each other. Come on, man. Well, not only sounds like a double standard, it sounds kind of stupid. What? Yeah. Box out on the court, spread out off the court? Yeah, I mean, right. you're, you're there the whole time. You're right. already next to each other. You're sweating on, the, on these guys the entire mm. time. Mm. Speaking <laughs> of something that's rather stupid, this has got me for a while. Now, over to the last Raiders game. Uh, when they played uh, the Dolphins, I, I go outside before the game, and I, I'm going into the uh, Allegiant Stadium, and I see a fan, a single fan. I don't know if this guy was all there or not, but he had like a 20-foot pole, and he had a Raiders flag, and he's walking around the stadium. It looked like he was chanting or talking to himself or whatever. There's nobody there, and he's walking around the stadium doing laps, waving this flag. And then, as you're, like, leaving Allegiant Stadium, there will be a cluster of fans, about maybe 10 to 15, I think I've seen 20 max, and they're holding signs like, Go Raiders! Go Raiders! And specifically after a loss. I'm not getting this. I understand fan support, but there's no one there. The players aren't seeing you. The fans aren't seeing you. The only people seeing you are the security guards outside and the people that you've been, you know, that take our temperature when we walk outside. But there's no one there. Please explain this fandom to me because I don't get it. 
Well, I don't get it either, <laughs> but there are a lot of people that do this. Have you been to Golden Knights practices? Fan guys at this at, at every practice. Then he's at every game. Then he's outside in, at, at, at T-Mobile Arena watching it on the big screen with other fans. And that they're, Some people just want to feel part of the organization, I guess, and they become little social media stars or something else. Because I remember when Fan Guy for the Golden Knights, actually security actually threw him out of one of the games once and kicked him off the concourse out there in the park. So, And then there was articles about it in the paper and that kind of stuff. I, I guess they want to feel that connection. I don't get it. I'd never do it. But then I've never understood all the people that paint their faces and all that kind of stuff either. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Send us out on one, Frank. All right. Well, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, we talked about him a little bit earlier with uh, maybe getting him on for a, yeah. you know, a fantasy team or something like that. Well, he did, recently did an interview. I believe it was with Shannon, San, Shannon Sharp. And he mentioned that uh, he's lucky that he's a decent football player and he signed a second contract after his rookie contract because he said, otherwise, I'd be broke. I'd probably be on an episode of ESPN Broke. Said he spent all his money on shoes and watches. When he first got his paycheck, he bought the Marty McFly shoes because he said, when I saw the movie and they tied themselves, I was all over it. Then he always wanted a Roly, so he got himself a Rolex. So he bought that. Said literally he spent every dime that he had from his rookie contract. He would come home. And he would basically have no food in the house and no furniture or nothing like that because he spent all his money on other stuff like wow. that. But luckily, uh, you know, he signed a nice new contract. He said even working out in that, he said it took me a couple of years before I realized it's like, well, my body's getting sore after games and that kind of stuff. Maybe I need to change what I'm eating and do yeah. some other things. So. Not a surprise really with Kelsey because he's that free spirit. And we've you know played the sound after you know the Super Bowl uh, championship yeah. and the parade and all that stuff, and and then he interrupts interviews, dropping f bombs. So. But how many other wow. younger guys do this that don't have his talent oh, I've that seen they're done in two yes. years? Yes, yes. Average NFL career, we know, is three years. You know, Wow, sad. All right. Pays to be talented. You can uh, hit us on Twitter at TCMartin21, at VGKFrank21 with your Terrible Tuesday thoughts and takes as well, too. All right. want to thank Amon Green for joining us, the former Green Bay Packer running back, TJ Reeves from Tampa, the Buck sideline reporter as well. Uh, for joining us today. We're back at it again tomorrow for a wild Wednesday edition. We start previewing more of the NFL playoffs, and hopefully we have a college football championship game. Please, let's let's have that game. Do you have to start calling TJ Senior Reeves now? Senior Reeves, very good. <laughs> what about these guys drafting for playoff fantasy football? I guess it's I guess it's all right. Kind of fun, I guess. Probably makes more sense than carrying a flag around an empty stadium. <laughs> got that right. That's Nunchuck's buddy. <laughs> All right, if you miss any part of the show, go check it out. TCMartinShow.com. <laughs>